Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Mount Lockmore podcast here on Thursday, January 7th, presented by Dakota Sports Gambling Network. Back at it again with uh, the co-host, B. Russ. Brandon, just uh, excited to have you back for episode two. We made it one episode and we're back at it. Hey, first one's always the toughest. That is for sure. The first one is the toughest. Got to get at, get up and get at it. And we are back here uh, with the second episode here on the Mount Lockmore podcast. And uh, boy, did we have a day with our, we both gave out our four locks on Monday. Uh, there were some ups and downs, some late uh, comebacks uh, for uh, some teams. Um, no, we did not go eight. No, Brandon. Uh, but that's why we're back again here on Thursday. So just want to kind of give a recap of uh, your four bets that you had on Monday. Yeah, so uh, starting out um, the over in the Atlanta Knicks game, uh, it it total ended at 221. I was watching it late. I turned it on, and it was looking good. And then they just went on a spell of just nobody wanted to do anything. And so uh, Atlanta goes down to shoot a three to tie the game uh late and it rimmed like halfway down and out that would have gotten the over and then they fouled them fouled the knicks went down made one and two and ended in 113 108 so that was a tough one uh boston plus three and a half was had to have been the easiest pick and i don't know what vegas was thinking and making at one point i saw that toronto was at minus six before the game tipped off and I don't know what they see in Toronto. Um, I can't remember if I was with you, talking with you or a buddy of mine that uh, Toronto's just not the same without Ibaka and Gasol. They just look all sorts of lost. So Boston plus three and a half, easy money. Um, I had Colorado State plus eight, and it was uh, not a game. <laughs> not a game at all. Um, they did – start to make a comeback only lost by 13 but that doesn't win me money so uh tough one there and then uh yeah that was it for monday or was it yep monday yep yeah that's it yep that's it for monday yep yeah the uh the boston game again i mean I, i'm just stunned that uh that like you said vegas let that happen i mean they just kicked the crap and i think it was on monday when we talked that toronto's just not the same without a big man in the middle and no. uh, they definitely uh, showed that weakness against the Celtics. So, um, yeah, there's Brandon's kind of just recaps of his locks. And we'll kind of do that every episode, just kind of recap uh, kind of what we saw from our picks um, and uh, hopefully just continue to bring you winners. And that's why we're back again on Thursday. We got a bunch of NFL winners and I got a couple uh, college uh, winners and NBA winners for Thursday as well. But listen, a little recap of my picks. I did go two and two. I had four picks. I texted Brandon and I was like, ah, I want one and three. And uh, I forgot about his boys from West Virginia with the late cover there, man. I turned it off uh, late in the first half and uh, they just, it just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. I'm like, ah, I don't want to torch myself watching this. And I'm like, I did the whole like reverse thing. If I turn it off, they might cover late and, you know, yeah. take it or leave it. That That's what ended up happening. But uh, hey. they, they got the win 87, 84 and covered. I put I put myself through that torture on Monday night. It's uh, I think they finally figured something out, so I'm excited for uh, going forward. I think that you know they spread the floor out and just let Derek Culver dominate. I mean, he had 22 and 19. That's the only other person to ever put up those kinds of numbers was Derek Culver. 
So uh, pretty elite company. And I think that, you know, going forward, they, they'll be a team to watch out for. Um, they, I feel like they've been hitting a lot of overs too. They're not as defensively. They haven't been as good as they have been in the past, but I think offensively they're starting to find their groove. So watch out for some West Virginia overs. Definitely. And I, yeah, for sure. And I definitely think uh, I didn't take this bet and I don't even know what they were at halftime going into the second half uh, against Oklahoma state, but they played good in their last uh, two games. They've been pretty solid in that second half. So um, definitely something maybe to, to take a gander at there. Your boys, yeah. Culver McBride, uh, I think they combined for like 43 points. So that, that had to be... Uh, yeah, they had three guys. And then Taz Sherman uh, coming off the bench had uh, 20 yeah. as well. So they and then Press Virginia might be back. Hey, they started implementing it a little bit in the second half there and turned the game around for some turnovers. So Press Virginia might be back as well. <laughs> the key word there, might. There we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, my three other picks, um, I had another winner, uh, Winthrop, uh, a close cover, uh, minus 14 uh, against, um, gosh, who did they play again? Uh, Charleston Southern, they played, so they got the cover there. Again, I was nervous, man, um, kind of late in that second half. It kind of was teetering, you know, 16, 13 points, uh, but at the end, they, they got the win there, and they covered by 17, I believe, so that was a close one, um, but a little nice two wins there, but then I had two bad, bad losses, and as Brandon knows and everybody else listening, you know, that's just kind of how gambling goes. You, you have some great wins and some bad losses and just not a lot in between. And uh, Wyoming, plus three, they beat Fresno State the night before. And, man, did they look horrific and uh, just got just got pounded against Fresno State on the road. So, again, uh, I was like, I'll take Wyoming plus three. They just came off a four-point win against Fresno, but I was on the wrong end of that one. It just wasn't close at the, at the start. You and I are on the same end there, I think uh... – that was something we were keeping an eye on both our, both those picks, the mountain West uh, out there teams won on Saturday. We took those teams again Monday and they just got housed. So yeah, for definitely might be looking at a trend there. Exactly. And I do have some kind of fun stats for you, Brandon, uh, later on about some back-to-back stuff. Um, and we, I know just kind of being in the area, South Dakota, North Dakota, that we, we can talk some summit league basketball as they just had their conference opener too. So some trends to look at as well later on in the show. Um, but my other loss was OKC plus nine against Miami. They looked like death. Like they didn't even want to be there. Um, so they, again, yeah, <laughs> they did look bad. I watched some of that. It was, it was not good. It was hard to watch. Like, again, I mean, when a team's just not there and you, and you have a bet on them, it's just so hard to, to, to stay in it. But uh, two and two for Pacer and uh, Brandon, what you went one and three. Is that correct? One and three tough day. I also uh, added another bet. Uh, it wasn't a lock. I added one on, Monday night, I took the under in the Golden State-Sacramento game. All of a sudden, Golden State decides they want to have an offense and scored 137 points themselves. So that one lost. And then uh, last night, I also – I'm on, you know, a bit of a cold streak. Um, you know, TCU, I took plus six last night, and they just got the doors blown off of them at home with no Marcus Garrett. And Kansas State – or Kansas decided they wanted to, you know, turn around and start shooting the ball again. So – yeah, I was, uh, I was with you on that one too, TCU plus six. You know, they just kind of got down late and then just kind of couldn't really recover. So uh, it's tough to come mm-hmm. back. But um, other than that, uh, those were kind of our locks for Monday. Again, uh, the website should be good to roll. Uh, tomorrow, hopefully, should be good. We'll have free picks out there. And Brandon and I, all of our picks will be on there. So um, we'll be documenting our stuff. So you just can't see that we're, you know, just picking winners or whatever. So they'll be documented on there as well. But uh, other than that, Brandon, uh, before we kind of hop into our picks, 
you have any uh, notice anything? I know this is coming out Thursday, but you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, do you know, did you notice anything betting wise that you want to talk about? Um, nothing too much. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking the Phoenix Suns tonight, minus three. They're playing Toronto. I think DeAndre Ayton's going to have a monster game. So I know this is coming out on Thursday, so this will be afterwards. But, you know, just I'm trying to keep – I'm keeping an eye on Toronto. They're playing in Phoenix too. So going out west, no big man. I think that they could get uh, housed by the Suns. Yeah, Suns are a fun team to watch, man. So fun. The Valley, baby. Fire uniforms too. (laughs) Exactly. I remember when I was like in – middle school we went to phoenix down there and i bought some of those remember like like live strong bands were really like mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah and you could go into the stadium is it candlestick i can't remember the, the name of the arena. no um talking sticks resort there arena it is. or some, exactly. something like that yeah so we walked into like their little shop and i just would like just unloaded 20 bucks on like sun's wristbands <laughs> oh. I went back and i was like trying to sell them to my friends and just no one was having it so but, nobody uh, was a fan of the seven second offense. No, nobody. So uh, maybe I should try and pick some of those up now that they got CP3 and they, those flashy uniforms and uh, win us a ball game. Booker, West oh. Virginia legend Javon Carter. Ooh, there you go. That's your boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, other than that, just kind of some things that kind of stuck out to me, especially on Tuesday. Um, I took Vander or yeah, I took Vandy plus 11 and a half um, against Kentucky again. You could say what you want about Kentucky. They're just not the same this year. I was just kind of stunned that they were 11 and a half point favorites. Um, but you got uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. Uh, for mm-hmm. Vandy. He, he was looking good. And uh, they even had a chance to win it at the end there, but fell. Did you seven, see seven, that seven. shot? Did you see that shot? I did, yeah. I mean, Man. if you had Vanderbilt money line, you were Woo! falling out of your seat. That my, my, thing hit my like every part of the rim twice. Yeah, that was insane. So, um, but again, not just insane that Kentucky to me was 11 half point favorites, but again, Vandy gets a shot at the end to win and uh, gets a nice cover there. So uh, B Russ talked about TCU plus six. Uh, we both took that yet on Tuesday. Um, KU just came out and uh, whooped them up pretty good. 93 64. But as far as like underdogs, I wanted to kind of talk to you about this a little bit, Brandon, but the road underdogs on Tuesday uh, were real, real good. And, uh, just in general, double digit underdogs hung around on Tuesday. They had, uh, I think, let's see, six, seven underdogs, double digit underdogs covered on Tuesday. Um, which is actually, uh, kind of insane considering Kansas state, uh, lost to 11 by Texas tech. And then you also had, uh, Texas who was a 12 and a half point favorite only lost or only won by six. Uh, Kansas is, Kansas State is bad too. They lost to a Division two team, so I don't know what is going on with Texas Tech. Yeah. They're not the same team they have been the last couple of years, but yeah, Tech Kansas State is god awful, putrid. <laughs> yeah, whenever you lose to, I can't remember who it was. Was it uh, uh, Fort Hayes State or something? Yeah, that was at Fort Hayes State. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows who they are, and then you end up losing. Like, that's just never good. But heck. They bounce, they've bounced back and uh, they get a cover against uh, Texas Tech. So um, hey, good hey. teams win, great teams cover. Hey, there you go. What a great saying that is. So, but um, other than that, I just kind of wanted to touch on some back-to-back stuff. I know we talked about this in the first episode, but uh, I took Winthrop on Monday and uh, they got the cover. They won by 16. They turn around the next day. They're favored by 16 points. They win by two. Like so, that's just like some weird things that we're gonna see uh, throughout the season. Also, I kind of dove into some trends and just kind of looked at some things. And 
if a road team wins both halves, I kind of noticed early on in 2021 um, in back-to-back games, then bet the home team in the first half the next day. Seems okay. to kind of be a, a decent trend that's been working. Okay. So other than that, um, in 2021, I know we're only, what, seven days, about a week into it. Um, favorites are just kind of dominating, uh, hitting at 54.2%. Away favorites are hitting at 55.7%. And then home favorites a little down at fifty three point one. So that no home crowd, man. I think that plays a big factor. And uh, you know, if Kansas goes into TCU yesterday and their packed house, you know, top five team in the country coming in, then um, I think places bumping, but nobody's there, so there's no no crowd noise, nothing. And then Kansas just goes on to an easy twenty nine point win. I totally agree with you. Like crowds that just affect the game so, so much. And I know in the summit league here in South Dakota, um, they are kind of, uh, you know, letting people come in a little more. They're handing out a few more tickets and things like that. So we could mm-hmm. see maybe that change a little bit, but as far as the seven days into 2021, those are just kind of the, the trend numbers um, right now. And, and even the summit league, they had a couple back-to-backs on last Saturday and Sunday. And um, I believe the, the home teams, the home teams were just, uh, I think they only won about 30% of the game. So um, definitely kind of something to, to take a, take into account there, which yeah. is uh, just very cool. So again, I know people bet different ways, cappers bet different ways, but the trends are just kind of interesting to me as well. Cause I mean, that does show you something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Brandon, we can kind of go into our picks now. And uh, I know you have some blocks that are just super locked in for the NFL but before we dive into the NFL slate, I just kind of want to give my uh, basketball locks for Thursday, if that's cool with you. And yeah, sure. um, I have two, I have, excuse me, one college basketball lock and then two NBA locks that I really, really like. But I really, <laughs> really like Iowa minus four and a half on Thursday. Um, I'm going to kind of just put my money who, on the team that has the best player out on the floor. Minus four and a half against Maryland. Coming in on a two-game winning streak. Maryland's dropped two, two in a row. Um, I look. Luca Garza, obviously just one of the best, maybe the best player in college basketball. So, is, it, is that at Iowa or at Maryland? Uh, that is at Maryland, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of a trek, you know, going from Iowa. That's a heck of a drive, but I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Luca Garza, if not the best, one of the best players in college basketball, and he just dominant on night in, night out. And I, it's tough to go against a team with the best player. Yeah, absolutely. Four and a half, two, especially in college basketball games, you get that fouling late. Um, it can mm-hmm. definitely kind of change change the momentum of the game there. Brandon, kind of before I go into my other locks, Luca Garza, just kind of your thoughts. Is he going to be good in the NBA? It's tough saying. I've read a lot of mixed reviews, but to me, he's a he's one of the he's like Jimmer. I think he'll be like Jimmer Fredette. He'll be a dominant, dominant college basketball player. But when it comes to the NBA, he's not his game's not going to translate as well to the NBA um, as opposed to some other guys. I think that uh, we'll see him have this great run at Iowa and then, you know, he could go on to be bench guy in the NBA or a star over in Europe, but I don't think he's going to be pan out to be a star in the NBA. Yeah. I kind of have to agree with you. And uh, for your summer league fans out there, if anybody remembers uh, the dominator, Mike Dom, I kind of get a little bit of Dom in Garza, you know, could shoot the lights out. He was a big guy, could rebound the basketball, just hammer three-pointers, but just didn't translate to the NBA. So, mm-hmm. 
Uh, moving on, the second lock for uh, basketball, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, without Cat, plus 10 uh, against the Portland Trailblazers. I don't know. Portland's there's some weird things going on there, man. Like they've lost their last two on Wednesday or Tuesday night. Excuse me. They just got almost got beat by the bulls with Levine and like just random. Yeah. Yeah, Guys off the street (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, just due to COVID and things like that. But, and now I saw today uh, or late Wednesday night that uh, million dollar Dame wants to get uh, Draymond green on the team. So I don't know. And again, when I hear Draymond's name, I, I'm a big fan of 2K. Um, and the dude was like dominant in 2K and he's now just trash. Like he's like a 70, 76 in 2K21. And he was Mr. like a triple 90. single, baby. <laughs> yeah. So I can't, I, st- I can't stand Draymond, but uh, I mean, they need somebody defensively. They stink defensively. I think Draymond come in and tell those guys what to do on defense, but. I don't know if that'll help them all that much to get one guy. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously they need a defensive guy. So Draymond could do that, but again, they maybe need a little more, but I'm going to take the Timberwolves plus 10 um, Portland. I, they just struggle the last two games. And I know Minnesota's without Carl Anthony towns, but D'Angelo Russell actually being pretty efficient this year. So uh, I will take Russell and the wolves and, and ride with them to plus 10. I just think 10 points is just way, way too many. Uh, for a Trailblazers team that have lost their last two, and uh, one of those points in just about any NBA game, it seems like a lot. Yeah, exactly. Me. Especially when they just you know gave up a hundred and a million to the Warriors. So yeah, my third lock here in the college basketball uh, in the college basketball slate, or excuse me, NBA slate, uh, is going to surprise some people, but I really, really like the Nets plus two against the Sixers, and. Uh, you know, Brandon's throwing up his hands. He's not sure about it, but I'm just telling you, man, the Sixers have been a covering machine. I just think that everybody and their mother and their cousin and everybody in their family is going to bet on the Sixers, like everything they have. And I think that the Nets can come out and win this game. I I don't disagree with you. I think that's actually a pretty good bet. I had a buddy text me the other day. He's like, I'm taking Jazz minus four and a half when they were playing um, – the Nets and that was the first game without Kevin Durant and they Nets just blew the doors off of them um Kyrie has that chance to shine and be you know the guy uh Jared Allen was a monster coming or he had first start of his career just absolutely dominated Rudy Gobert so I think that um the Nets don't don't count them out without Kevin Durant I think they're still a good team Without Kevin Durant, they've been a good team without Kevin Durant the last couple of years. Um, and if Kyrie gets cooking, then watch out because he is one of the best players in the NBA when he's that he when he untucked Kyrie. That's what we want to see. <laughs> exactly. And like I said, I just think everybody's going to be on the Sixers with KD being out. And I just think it's an easy, easy way to go against the public and make some money that way, too. So yeah. and in the NBA, too, like when teams go back to back. The Sixers said they played on Wednesday, so then they're going to play again tonight, and the Nets have a few days off of rest. I just think that the, the, the team more rested can come in and uh, get this cover. I know plus two is not a lot, especially considering the Nets won't have KD, but uh, I even might uh, hit the little money line on this one and see where the we The fact that it's, only, that it's only two without KD should exactly. tell you what they, what the a Vegas thought of them after that game the other night. Yep. Yep, 100%. So there's my three locks, Iowa minus four, Timberwolves plus 10, and the Nets plus two for Thursday. 
January 7th here later this or later this evening, excuse me. The NFL slate, Brandon, this is where it is your time to shine. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday. My Lord, can it get any better? You're just going to be hanging with beers and friends and girls and watching football and trying to make money. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. I mean, super wild card weekend. Uh, I'm super pumped for the Nickelodeon game. I don't. I think it's the the the, the uh, Bears and the Saints get the Nickelodeon game. I'm. I want to see SpongeBob come out halftime, do the old Bubble Bowl performance. Um, but it's going to be a really good weekend. I think that we have a lot of good games on our hands. I think we got some games that'll betting wise be interesting. Um, so yeah, I got notes on notes here. To be honest with, you. I did research, so I'm ready to go. I'm just going to start from uh, first game Saturday and work my way through it. If you want to chime in, just, you know, feel free to. Yes, sir. Let's, let's, so, let's see your winners. First game on uh, Saturday, Bills, Colts. Bills, as of right now, six and a half point favorites over under set at 51 and a half. On the season, the Bills, best in the league against the spread, 11 and five. And since week nine, the Bills are eight and zero against the spread, Ooh. and they're averaging uh, fifteen point victory margin. Colts on the season eight eight against spread. Um, also, Josh Allen in his career against the spread playoffs and regular season twenty six twelve and two, Ooh. covering machine. That is good. Um, so it's played in Buffalo. They're going to have I think sixty five hundred fans. Um, and you know, 6,500 of Bills Mafia is you know better than just about any anything in the league. So it's going to be cold, uh, not a lot of chance of rain. Um, so this one, I like the Bills a lot. I like Bills minus six and a half. Uh, I think that they are peaking at the right time. Josh Allen, the whole offense, all the starters got rest last week, and they still beat the Dolphins by like 20. Um, so I think. Colts, I mean, they're good. I think the Colts do, you know, Colts could come in and win this game, but I like the Bills a lot at minus six and a half. You, you just pointed out some great stats. Uh, you never want to bet against Josh Allen. He's a covering machine. The Bills have been phenomenal uh, this season against the spread. So I'm right there with you. I like the Bills minus six and a half. I might even hit the over in this, and that might surprise some people just with it being outside in Buffalo. But uh, the Bills, I mean, they can they could put up 40. They could put up 60. Uh, the Colts defense, yeah, it's it's decent, but uh, they've played in some high-scoring games this year as well. So mm-hmm. I like – I'm on with you, Brandon. I like the Bills minus 6.5. And, and I mean, it's also going to tease – not tease, but I'll hit that over 51. I got some stats for you about outdoor over, overs here in, the, here in a couple games. All right, hopefully uh, – Next hopefully game – My way. <laughs> next game for the 4 o'clock game on Saturday is a uh, NFC West matchup. The Rams are going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks are minus three and a half over under is at 42 and a half on the season. Rams just nine and seven against uh, spread Hawks are only eight and eight, but they are six and two at home. Uh, third time these teams have played this year. Jared Goff still up in the air with his uh, thumb injury. Cooper cup was activated on Wednesday uh, and he has a good chance of playing. The under 12 and four in Rams games this year. And since week 10, Seattle, and since week 10, the six, six and one, the under in Ooh. Seattle games. All right. That, that's good news. That's good news. I like that. 
Uh, and then uh, another stat I saw, interdivision postseason games under 11, 7, and 1. Ooh. So I don't have a I don't have a pick for this game at the moment, but uh, if I had to, I'm leaning right now towards Seattle minus three and a half with Jared Goff up in the air. I just don't like this Rams team. Uh, I don't even remember who who was John Wolford. Is that who played for them? Yep. 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 Last week, um, I just I do not like this Rams offense without Jared Goff. Uh, I think Seattle will find its footing. They've been kind of struggling, you know, the last half of the season. Russ isn't cooking anymore. Um, but Seattle always finds a way to, you know, get it going when it matters most. And I think Russ is going to start start cooking again here uh, come postseason time. B. Russ, do you think that the Rams are kind of playing that golf card kind of close to their chest? Like, he, there's no way he's not playing this game, right? I you know, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they, if that's what they're doing. If they're, if Sean McVay's, you know, using his big, big football brain and saying, <laughs> "Oh, we're not going to give anything away." Uh, I think John Walford might start for us, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Jared Goff plays. But um, yeah, until I see him on in uniform and taking snaps, I just don't. I can't take the Rams. I can't. Can't do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't have a pick uh, against the spread on this game, but Brandon just gave us those great, great stats that uh, just point you right towards the under. And uh, I'm going to go with the over 42 and a half. I just think, uh, (laughs) yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to do it. But I just think these offenses, um, they're very strong. Regardless of golf or not, I I just think Seattle's going to put up some points. Um, and, And obviously with the receivers they have, and Russell Wilson, I just think they can get back to where they were um, kind of throughout the season and early on in the season. So I'm going to take the over 42 and a half. I just think that's a little too low for these two teams. But Brandon just did give us a bunch of stats that state otherwise. However, I will go with the over. I'm not going to take a pick against the spread on this. Hey, numbers don't lie. (laughs) All right, so next one, we got the Saturday night game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus eight and a half. Going to the football team over under set at 45 Uh, on the season. The under is 10, five and one uh, for Washington. Uh, The outdoor playoff game unders all time, 81, 60 and four. Wow. That's insane. So, you know, you were saying, you're just saying a couple games ago, Bills, Colts, you like the, like the over, even though it's a outdoor outdoor yep. game in Buffalo, it's going to be about uh, 30 degrees in Washington on Saturday night. Uh, two of the best defenses scoring wise in the league, Washington giving up 20.6 points per game. Number four in the league, Tampa Bay giving up 22.2 at number eight. Um, I think that if Washington's going to, win this game or keep it even somewhat close. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, Washington has the 26th best uh, rush offense, whereas Tampa Bay has the number one rush defense in the league. Washington does have the number two pass defense in the league. So I think this could be a low scoring game, cold, you know, old Tom Brady, his bones are going to be brittle (laughs) there in uh, DC. Um, I, again, I don't have a pick on this game. I don't like, 
either of them, but if I had to, I'd say uh, take the under 45. I think that it's could be a low scoring game, but with Tampa Bay, and I also think the football team is just, they're not good. They won a terrible division. And, you know, I think they could get exposed and Buccaneers could hang 30 on them. And, you know, it could be not a game from the start. So I don't have a pick on this one, but uh, if I did, it'd be under 45. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you too. I like the under on this. Um, again, you pointed out that great stat um, under in outdoor playoff games. So I'm there with you on the under. I also like Tampa Bay a lot here. Um, I think the public is going to be all over Washington. Yeah, they have a pretty good defense. Yeah, everybody loves Chase Young. Yeah, Alex Smith is a great comeback story. Uh, but the Buccaneers are hitting their stride, man. Like here late, they are just doing phenomenal offensively, defensively. Mm-hmm. And like Brandon pointed out, yeah, Tom Brady's kind of brittle. He's going back uh, up north uh, to the cold. So will we see him back in his groove? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see on Saturday. But like Brandon said, the under, uh, hammer the under. If you've hammered the under in any outdoor playoff games, you've made a lot of money. So I like the under in this one. also like Tampa Bay big on the spread. Also, we need to start a movement to make sure that no – team under 500 host playoff games because this (laughs) is ridiculous that an 11 and 5 Buccaneers team is going on the road to play a 7 and 9 Washington team it's they need to do like the NBA where the top four teams record wise doesn't matter you get the home you get home court you know it's bananas to me absolutely it's it's bananas and I just and I'm assuming the players are like oh they kind of brush it by but could you imagine going from, from Tampa all the way to Washington to face a team, you know, like Washington with their record and, uh, I'd, but I'd be pissed. Yeah. I would be absolutely irate, but we'll see. We'll see. I know a lot of people like Washington too, in this spot. Uh, I, I just, I just don't see it. Neither do I. Um, next game. The first game on Sunday has the Baltimore Ravens three point favorites heading to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans over under set at 55 uh, for the season. The over is 12, three and one in Titans games. Uh, Baltimore has number one rush offense. Tennessee comes in with the number 19 ranked rush defense. I th- Tennessee's defense just bad yeah. all around. Uh, both offenses are phenomenal. And then you got, Derrick Henry back there, like trying to tackle a bear um, <laughs> is ridiculous. Uh, quick stat about Ryan Tannehill. The over is 22, six and one in the 29 starts Tannehill has made as the Titan starter, including 11, two and one at Nissan stadium. Uh, these teams did play earlier in the season. Tennessee came out on top 30 to 24 in overtime uh, outgained them in every aspect of the game. Um, I like the over here. I like the over a lot. I think that this could be um, a shootout. I think both offenses are going to get rolling. And, yeah, the over. Hammer the over. Yeah, I like it. I'm not going to take a pick on this total. I think all the stats and everything Brandon just said, that you, you ha- I mean, there's no way you can't take the under if you want to take the total. Um, so I, I like that. I'm going to stay away from the total. I am going to ride with the Titans though, 
Um, I see the line at uh, looks like plus three and a half. Uh, I know it's kind of dipped down to plus three as well, but I'll take the Titans at plus three. Um, a lot of people, a lot, 67% of the bets are on the Ravens. Um, and it's pretty split down the middle on the public. So uh, this could go either way, but I'm going to stick with the Titans. And uh, I love Derrick Henry. Uh, he's a beast. And Ryan Tannehill, uh, Ryan Tannehill, excuse me, uh, kind of had a slow, kind of didn't finish as well as he wanted to uh, this season. But I think he uh, jumps back in the postseason. And uh, I even think little Titans money line, Brandon. I think uh, I Ooh. think that could be good. I'll tell you who I like that. A good friend, Andy, Titans fan. He'll love that. That's right. Tighten up. All right, so heading to the afternoon game. We got this one, the Bears heading down to Nolens to play the Saints in the Superdome. Saints are minus 10 as of the filming of this episode over under set at 47. Uh, I mean, that's just not a lot in this game. I think minus 10 is a lot for a NFL playoff game, uh, especially with the – the Saints haven't been healthy all season. They do get Michael Thomas back. Kamara, unknown at this point. I assume he'll play. He just won't be able to practice at all. Um, in indoor playoff games, the over is 29 and 12. They are playing in a dome. Uh, and then since Breeze joined the Saints, the over is 71, 50, and 2 at the Superdome, including 6 and 2 this season. I love the over. Yeah, I'm right there too. I love the over. Uh, some great stats to point out the over. And I just think Drew Brees is going to light it up. I just hope that Seattle, or Seattle, I hope New Orleans, uh, I hope they have their, their whole team. I know the with COVID and everything uh, could be a little dicey, but regardless, I think I like the over. I also like the Bears in this situation too. Um, and I hate to say it because I hate the Bears being a Vikings fan. I do not believe in Mitchell Trubisky. He is trash. And I'll go to my grave saying that, but he will be a quarterback somewhere next year, starting somewhere. I don't know where. That's regardless. I like the over, and I like the Bears. Yeah, I just think I, I might throw some on uh, Bears plus ten. That ten is just a lot for a yeah. playoff game, especially with the team like the Bears. They do have good defense, so I think that they could uh, hold it down a little bit. But I don't. I getting uh, Drew Brees getting his favorite target back, and then I'm assuming you have to assume Kamara is going to play. Yeah, you'd have um, to. That only adds to the Saints. So I think, uh, yeah, 47, over 47 is the play here. All right. I like it. And then the last game of the weekend for the first time since 2002, the Cleveland Browns Woo! in the playoffs going on the road to Pittsburgh. Steelers minus six over under set at 47 as well. Uh, Steelers are 2-0 against the spread uh, versus the Browns this year. Um, they, you know, the Browns have had some issues. Kevin Stefanski will not be coaching this game. Uh, he has COVID and apparently some a couple key players, I think, or one main player uh, is also going to be out. I don't know if they've put out who it is. Yeah, I don't think they and have I'm, yet. I'm assuming we'll find out on what Friday during their injury when their injury report comes out. Uh, and then opponents are 20, 11, and one against the spread versus the Browns since the start of last year. Browns are only six and 10 against the spread this year. So obviously I'm going Browns plus six. <laughs> They're going to ride it. I think, I think Baker comes out and they 
that running game, I think it gets going. I think Chubb, I think Hunt, um, you know, got to support my, all my Browns fans back home. Uh, so yeah, I might even maybe little money line. Browns. Ooh, little money line. He said mm-hmm. it. That's dangerous. Very mm-hmm. dangerous. All right. Um, this line opened up at Steelers minus three and a half. Obviously, like mm-hmm. Miranda said with the COVID news, uh, jumps all the way up uh there i'm seeing it at a couple books right now at minus five and a half uh a couple at six as well so um obviously the news um not in favor of the browns but the Browns. i, I don't know I, I i'm i don't know what to do with this game honestly I, i'm so stuck um i like the browns too in this spot as well yeah they might not be the best against the spread this year but i believe in mayfield and uh this is the year man I, i'm not saying the browns are getting to the super bowl but i think they can win one game in these playoffs uh, I think so. And I think, you know, them going on the road to hated rival Steelers. Yep. I think that that's going to add fuel to the fire. Um, that backfield is phenomenal between Chubb and Hunt. And then they have one of the best offensive lines in football. So if they get that running game going, then they're, they're tough to stop. I think if they get the running game going and it gets hot, they, we might see what the Titans did. Last year, I think we could see that type of run from the Browns. I'm not saying they are going to go, you know, to the AFC Championship or whatever, but I think we could see that type of run from the Browns. Yep. So Browns plus six. All right, there you go. You have it. Nice one-two punch in the backfield for the Browns for sure. One of the best in the league. So, all right, uh, Brandon, quickly your locks, um, just so we can get that down again. Who you got? Browns plus six over 47 in the Bears Saints game. I have uh, over 55 in the uh, Ravens Titans. And then I also have the Bills minus six and a half. All right. I like it. And uh, my locks for all include my basketball ones. Iowa minus four and a half on Thursday. Uh, later this evening, Minnesota Timberwolves plus 10, Nets plus two. And just so I have four uh, locks in there, I will throw the Titans at plus three, plus three and a half, depending on where you get it uh, for a lock as well against the Ravens. So there you go. There are our picks uh, for Thursday, uh, January 7th, along with the weekend. Man, it's going to be a fun weekend, Brandon. Uh, how do you uh, watch NFL uh, wild, Super Wildcard weekend? Where are you at? Um, it'll depend. I mean, I will might hit up my, my dude Andy on Sunday afternoon, uh, you know, watch the – watch him suffer through the Titans game. Um, and then I'll just hang out, probably grab some, some wings or some pizza from somewhere and sit down in front of the couch or on the couch uh, for probably all day, Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be great weekend. Yeah. It, it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. I also want to ask you this question. Where would you go in Deadwood, South Dakota to watch uh, these games Saturday, Sunday? Saturday, Sunday, if I'm going somewhere to watch these games, uh, I am going to either uh, Lucky's over at Tin Lizzie's or I'm heading to uh, Cadillac Jacks and just be bopping around around there, gambling a little bit, Yep, watching some football, you know, plenty of, plenty of places to watch in, in Deadwood. Plenty of places, indeed. My my favorite hangout, or one of my favorite hangout is, hangouts, is uh, Mustang Sally's. So mm-hmm. uh, you could find me there. Uh, love that place. They got some great food, some great beers, and uh, a lot of TVs. So yeah, it's exciting. It's a big weekend, and uh, I'm just ready to make some money, Brandon. How about you? 
always. All right. Sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our second episode of the Mount Lockmore podcast. Again, you can find us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Coda Cappers. You can find Brandon on Twitter. I'm going to get this right, Brandon. BRUS35. Bingo. Bang. Look at that. You can find me at Pace the Summit. Our website, uh, CodaSportsCappers.com, will be live very, very shortly. And uh, I will make sure to tweet that out, Facebook that out, Instagram that out, all that stuff. So uh, we're just gearing up every day and every night and uh, just trying to make this a little stronger. And uh, it's going to be fun. Be Russ and I are, uh, again, two episodes a week and uh, going to give out our locks. And we are going to bounce back from our uh, lousy performances on Monday. But uh, there's a lot of good games uh, with Super Wildcard Weekend and college basketball and NBA. So it should be a fun, fun weekend. Don't forget, next Monday, big, big show uh, with the national championship game as well. So that should be fun. Might even have a guest if we can find one. Uh, so that could be fun as well. So be on the lookout for that. At Coda Cappers, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's Brandon Russell, BRUSS35. Brandon, anything else you want to say before uh, we go ahead and make this money this weekend? Uh, quick quiz for you. Who was the number one team? What team in the over over 13 and three on the season for the NFL? What team went over? Over. Yeah. What teams over went 13 and three on the season? Um, team I found this while I was doing some research for these games this weekend. Um, Not a playoff team. Packers? Not a playoff team. Not. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Not a playoff team. Um, 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 they should be super easy, and I'm blanking out. Who the heck it would it be? Um, Cardinals. Raiders. Ah, dang it. <laughs> okay, all right. Your boys, the Raiders. Terrible defense. Hey, we'll one day, one day. We'll be back. We'll be back, exactly. I love, I love the Raiders. I love Vegas. Someday, Brandon, I'm telling you, this show, this podcast will be live in Vegas one day. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, well – only about $50 uh, flights to Vegas from Rapid City. Oof. So I will be there a lot next year. <laughs> you, you almost can't afford not to go. Exactly. <laughs> Very well. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Mount Lockmore podcast, episode two. Thank you as always. And again, you can find us on social media at Coda Cappers and our website will be live very soon. But uh, follow all of our socials to figure out that. Brandon, thanks again for joining us. Let's make some money. Appreciate it. Let's go.